0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Christian Weekly. I am your host, Patrick Dorrance, and I am so excited to finally have episode two out. So, we're not talking about the Bible anymore. Probably a lot of you are thankful for that. So, and I'm excited because I was getting a little tired of talking about it. I mean, I love talking about the Bible, but repetitive three weeks in a row, that's a little much. So, anyway, and I know it's a Saturday, and I usually do this on Wednesdays, but I wanted to put this episode out before Wednesday, specifically because Wednesday is the 2020 presidential election. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden. And that has caused a lot of tension. And, you know, there's been tension since 2016 when Trump was elected. And, you know, it's the tension and hatred has. On both sides, I been Democrat and Republican, and well, really everyone has definitely risen. I it it was very obvious, you know. I think this country is in one of the biggest divides since the Civil War, and that's that's not good. Obviously, we're not to the point where we're you know arming ourselves and you know forming other countries and shooting at each other. I I hope and pray that it never gets to that but you know tensions are rising and there's been nothing but hatred being spewed from both sides and i think with you know everything that's happened especially with uh George Floyd in march and then the Kenosha incident and all these other things going on i think the you know the deaths of people of color color is just is, is added to it definitely but you know I think, really, it's a miscommunication from both sides. I'm not saying that, you know, the deaths of colored people is bad. I, it is. They don't, the death of anyone is bad. I'm not trying to downplay any of it, but, you know, it's it's definitely added fuel to a fire that needs to go out. And, you know, I feel after this election, you know, tensions are going to worsen. So. So today's episode, I have titled, Love Thy Neighbor, specifically because there's not a whole lot of love going on right now. You know, obviously with the stuff I just stated. Um, so I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about love, what is it, how does it apply to us as Christians, and how we can put that out forward. So, first off, I want to talk about the secular definition of love, um, of it as a noun and a verb. So I will read noun and then a the verb. And then I'll talk about the biblical version. So, love as a noun is an intense feeling of deep affection and a great interest and pleasure in something. So, you have a feeling of affection and then a strong interest or pleasure in doing something. Like, you have a great interest and pleasure in a certain hobby you have, let's say, uh, building model cars. If you're super into that, you probably have a, a love for building model cars. So then you have verb uh feel feeling of deep affection for someone someone in parentheses and like or enjoy very much. So that is like really more of a secular um, romantic version of love. So like you know you could love your girlfriend or boyfriend. You know you have a feeling of deep affection for that person or a feeling of deep affection for a parent or a sibling so there's so there's those two the secular versions of love then we have the biblical version now there's four biblical types of love I've read that there's like seven but I've mostly in my Bible study group we've kind of talked about it a little bit uh, the four uh biblical forms of love and they're all different types as well Kind of like we have in the secular sense, but it's four different types. They have different names. Uh, agape, Filio, Storge, and Eros. I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of those, but I gave it my best shot. So, let's start with agape. It is, um, essentially love of God. It's a principled love, love of God. It's active, and not. it's not an emotional form of love. So, essentially, if you are Christian, and you love God, you love Jesus, you love the Holy Spirit, you are practicing agape, that is, you know, love of God. So I hope every Christian loves God. That's kind of the point of Christianity. Um, now we have filio, so that's brotherly love. We love someone as a brother. So obviously, if you have a sibling, you're gonna love your sibling. So obviously, like my brother, uh, I love my brother. That's you know, brotherly form. Or you know, some of my friends. You know, I love them in a brotherly form. My Bible study group. I love those guys in a brotherly form. And I, I feel like a lot of people nowadays will take the word love and when they go up to, like, one of their guy friends. And, you know, they're just friends. You're like, hey, man, I love you. You know, a lot of the times, people are going to start making fun of them. Like, oh, that's, you know, saying they're gay and stuff like that. Which, don't do that. That's not cool. Should not be making fun of people like that. So, yeah, that's the brotherly form. And I know a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people think it's kind of weird telling a friend, you know, who's a guy, you know, I love you if you're another guy, just because of how people are nowadays. But that is a biblical form, and that's filio. So then we have Storge, and that's familial love. That's love for your family. So, my family, obviously, I love my family. You know, when I become a parent, a husband, I'm going to love my family. That's familial love. And I feel like if we're talking about like church family, I feel like we could, I feel like you could put Filio and Stargate together. Because obviously you're brothers in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, but in a sense you're also a family. So I I guess you could probably put them both together, if that makes sense. I don't see why you couldn't. So that's just my take on that. And then you have Eros, that is romantic love. So, go up. You know, so you're a guy, you meet a girl, fall in love, get married. That is Eros. That's romantic love. And then in the sense of it's like a husband and wife scenario. Obviously it's going to be Eros, but I think you could put Storge into there, because you're still technically a family. So, could do that that way. So then, um, so really, I think what the kind of love we need to be expressing as Christians towards the rest of the world, um, I would probably say it's probably Filio. Because, you know, I like to think of everyone as my sibling. You know, I want to show that brotherly love towards everyone. Whether, you know, obviously whether we're blood related or not. And I feel as Christians, that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love everyone with a brotherly love. And I feel that's definitely lacking. Um, I have a couple verses here that I want to read off. Then I'm going to talk a little bit more. So, and these ones are all about love. So, I'm going to start. The first verse I have here is Matthew 22, verse 39. And these are from the New King James Version. So, Matthew 32, or excuse me, Matthew 22, 39 says, And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, that's pretty cut and clear. You know, as to what that means. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, that doesn't mean specifically like your neighbor. Like, you know, the guy who lives next door. Like, obviously, we're supposed to love that neighbor. But, everyone is our neighbor. No, everybody. So, when we talk about loving your neighbor, who does that, what does that mean? Who do we love? Well, you're supposed to, obviously, you know, love your neighbor who lives next door. But you're also supposed to love your friend who doesn't know Jesus. Your friend who does know Jesus. Your friend who's an immigrant. Your friend who you know, comes from a background who's a lot different than yours. You're a friend who is homosexual. You're a friend who is a different religion than you. You're, you know, the friend who, well, maybe they're not a friend, you know, but the person who has been mean to you a bully, you're supposed to love them. You know, Jesus didn't say, you know, you know, love your neighbor who is blah, blah, blah. He just said, love your neighbor. Okay? Jesus was not there to tell us specifically different, you know, a specific group of people. He didn't say only love your neighbor if they believe in me. He just said love your neighbor. You know, I, I got to relate that to, you know, the whole thing with hate the sin, love the sinner. Okay? You know, a sinner, we're all sinners, my nature. We were born without original sin when man fell. You know, we're all the same. The only man. Ever born without sin was Jesus Christ. Why? Because he was the son of God. Is the son of God, I should say. So, I'm loving your neighbor. Doesn't matter who they are. Your your white neighbor, your black neighbor, your immigrant neighbor, your gay neighbor, your straight neighbor, your atheist neighbor, your Muslim neighbor. Just love them. That's all there is to issue. That's Essentially what Christianity is. Is a religion of love. Okay. And you know yeah there's times in there. Where you know Jesus did uphold. You know self defense. And a lot of people think like oh fighting isn't showing love. Well. You're right. You know fighting is not loving. But. You say you take that fight. Turn into a way to help love that person. You know there's always a way. So in second. A piece of scripture I want to read is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 7. I'm going to go ahead and read those. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth. Bears all things, believes all things. Hopes all things, endures all things. So, obviously, that was a l- longer than that first verse I read, but essentially, what Paul is saying there, the Apostle Paul, who I talked about last episode, what he's talking about here is what love is and what it is not. So, he says, Love suffers long and is kind. So, love goes through a lot of stuff. You know, whether it be someone mean to you, an abusive boyfriend or girlfriend, hus- abusive husband, you know, maybe a friend who is, you know, on drugs and is getting really messed up and doesn't want your help. You know, love suffers. But we, but it still pushes through. Love is still, and it's kind. So it suffers long and it's kind. So it goes through all that stuff yet still comes out kind in the end. Why? Because, as it says in the end, endures all things. So, love, as long as you're staying strong, it's going to endure till the end. You know, you keep loving that person enough, it'll take an effect. It'll take a toll and have an effect on that person. You know, I don't know anybody who ever regretted having someone love them that much you know you know love does not envy it doesn't envy anything it is it doesn't parade itself it's not puffed up love is not boastful and definitely has no ego it's basically what it's saying there so don't go around me like oh yeah i loved this person this person and you know don't be egotistical about it you know just be calm be, secret- be secretive about it don't be going out you know making yourself look good cuz That's not okay. Let's see, what else? Does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, it is not provoked. So, you cannot provoke it. You cannot make love angry, because it's the polar opposite of being angry. Love is kind. Does not seek its own. Loving, essentially, is, in my mind, is being selfless. If you're loving someone selflessly. You no know, you're not seeking your own personal gain from loving someone if you are it's not love it's lust so it does not seek its own it's not going for personal use or gain it's to help someone else it does not behave does not behave rudely i'm going backwards on this i don't know why but <laughs> does not behave rudely well everyone knows what it means to be rude or behave in a rude manner and you no know, kindness is not rude no it behaves properly does not rejoice in it. oh i'm sorry skip one thinks no evil does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in truth so love does not think evil if you are think if you are thinking in a loving way you're not thinking of a way of like, oh, how am I going to get back at this guy for what he did? Or, you know, oh, how am I going to hurt him today? No, that's not. That's not how love thinks. Love thinks, how am I going to help this person get through what they're dealing with? Or how am I going to make someone's day amazing? That's what love thinks. Not the other way around. Or not not the opposite, I should say. Excuse my... Mis- you know what I mean. <laughs> Does not rejoice in iniquity. It rejoices in truth. So it's not rejoicing with lies and stuff. Rejoices in goodness, truth. Uh, let's see. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love bears with everything that comes at it. Believes all things good and hopes for all things good. And I already explained the endures all, but that all ties it together. If it believes all things good, hopes all things good, and bears through, it will endure. The last verse I want to go through is Matthew 5, verse 44. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So, excuse me. That speaks volumes, okay? Because you know, Old Testament times, people knew like, oh, we have to hate our enemy. And a lot of people nowadays do, but Jesus has a different thing. You know, love your enemies, bless those that bless those who curse you, and do the good to those who hurt you. We all struggle with that. I know I do. You know, nobody's perfect. Nobody. So, you know, the way I see it, Jesus willingly gave himself up for us. Okay? And he definitely did not hate those Pharisees or Sadducees who who turned against him. He did not hate Pilate for condemning him. He definitely did not hate the people who spat in his face. He didn't hate those soldiers who nailed him to that cross and hung him there to die. He loved them and he forgave them. So the way I see it, if if Jesus can forgive the people who killed him, you can forgive someone for doing something less than that. Because the way I've seen it, I've seen so many people, friends, family, random strangers. Something so small that's not even a big deal happens, and the next thing you know, they're cussing each other out, calling people names, and it's like, really, what is wrong with you guys? Like I I know people who are close to me that are like, oh yeah, I believe in Jesus, I love God, and the next thing you, they, you know. They're turning around and saying like, "Oh, this person's a piece of you know what," and just making fun of them behind their backs is like, "Wow, you talk to me about being a good Christian, and then you go around and do that. You're not a good Christian. You're a hypocrite. That's what you are. That's what so many Christians, quote unquote, are today. They're hypocrites. So many of them. And you know, I make hypocritical decisions too, but I do try and." Make things right. I try to do what's right. And yeah, I screw up a lot. And ask anybody. But the difference between between being Christian and a lukewarm Christian is that real Christians repent and try to do what's right. Make things up. A lot of others don't. And that's the sad thing because I know so many people who are close and they pull stuff like that. Like I know somebody um, a couple weeks ago. Someone I know was on Facebook, and they were debating, I think it was abortion, with someone else. Now, this person was conservative. The person they were debating was a Democrat. And some girl who goes to school with my brother jumped on there. Now, this girl hates this other person. I I can just tell. And she wasn't even involved in it. And next thing you know, it just erupted into... Just a really nasty argument. Now, when I go and debate, I I admit I do debate politics, not as much as I used to, and I really shouldn't do it in general. I try to have a civil discussion. So no cussing, no name-calling, understanding where the other person's coming from. Now, I lean a little more to the conservative side. Um, I will openly admit, like I did that last episode, I do plan on voting Trump. Um, you know, I don't agree with everything he does. That's clear. You're not going to completely 100% agree with everything your candidate stands for. But you still have to understand where they're coming from and why they are for doing such. So, But anyway, that debate ended up into a full-blown argument. Now this girl who went after this other person, she is a high school junior. Now whenever this these two go at it, the little girl, her friends will be like, oh, you're arguing with a teenager. This other person's an adult couple of years older than me, and I'll, I'll just be honest. If you're gonna pull something like that, and you're not even a voting age, don't don't do it. Okay, uh, it's an adult topic. I'll just say that there. Um, and if you get into an adult topic, you got to be prepared to be treated like an adult. You can't pull the like, oh, you're arguing with teenager card every time. That's very childish and very immature. Um. And this other person who was arguing with this girl, um, I don't exactly remember what all she said, but this girl took a screenshot of that comment and made it her background photo on Facebook and essentially, I guess, made an attempt to publicly humiliate this other person. Which, that's that's not okay, guys. Don't be so petty to do that. It's not okay. That completely goes against the whole love your neighbor thing. And, you know, there was another person a couple of weeks before that I kind of got into an argument with. Like, I guess I was trying to be respectful, but these two other people were just—it was a guy and his girlfriend, and they just cussed me and this other person out so bad. This is the same person who had the screenshot taken of their comment. Uh, but this other person said a real nasty comment to the one guy, um, and after he saw that this one girl screenshot, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna do the same," and did that. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that this other person apologized to him. It was a private comment, but you know, that doesn't really matter now in this world, because nobody cares. It's like, oh, you wronged me, I'm going to publicly humiliate you. No, don't do that. Do not do that. And you know what, I'm not trying to you know, poke at any other side, at both sides. I'm just saying I think both of them were in the wrong. I I really do. You know, it's, it really is a shame what politics has done to everyone as a whole. What I see now is people are letting politics basically dictate who they are, how their actions are going to be. And it, it's sad. Because I, like I said in the last video, I have lost a good chunk of my friends because we're going to vote differently. You know, I, I still have one friend. you know she's I'm like 100% certain she's voting for Biden. I'm voting for Trump. We still get along. You know, we're still friends. Like, yeah, we don't agree. But, you know, we still get along. You know, I was at our house. We hung out, played some games, played among us. A whole bunch of other people. And the majority of those other people were all, I knew they were more on the liberal end. But, you know, nothing happened. We all got along and had a good time. You know, it's still possible to do that. But you cannot let your politics and your beliefs in politics dictate you. Okay? You know, there's enough problems going on in this world. Don't make more just because of who you're voting for. If you're going to let your political beliefs and ideology dictate your relationships, your friendships, and anything else like that, you need to stop and get out of politics because you're not ready for it. And I'm not trying to be a jerk about that. I'm just being honest. Okay? So back to the verse. I only got a couple more minutes. Um, But yeah, it says, you know, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, and do good to those who hate you. No matter what they do, do good, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So we got to pray for these people. You know, we got to pray for everyone, basically. But you know, he's Jesus is specifically saying. People who hate you, you know, who spitefully use you and persecute you. So, people who are against you, who do wrong, for you know, pray for them. That's, you know, the best thing we can do. And I should also mention, forgive people. You know, you know there's one person in my life who is treating me pretty badly for a very long time. You know, sometimes I do find it hard to forgive, but in the end I find a way. I know a lot of people do find a way. I know a lot of very devout people. And I like to think I'm devout. Like super devout, but in reality I'm not as devout as I'd like to be. And you know there's but there's always room for to improve. And I know there's a lot of other people out there like me. Don't worry, God's got this. Just focus on him. We're going to make it through. But yeah, that's I just, I just all I wanted to say about everything that's going on with the election and whatnot. You know, just be respectful. Um, pray, let God guide your vote. Um, and do vote, definitely. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to try and influence who you vote for. But make sure, you know, whoever you vote for is inciting the right things and is a good person, okay? Let God guide your vote. Don't lean on your own understanding. And no matter what, be respectful for those who have different opinions than you. Okay? Because, you know, I've seen so many Republicans go off like, oh, you dirty communist liberals, you're going to ruin the country. And then you have, you know, people on the left saying, oh, you deplorable dirtbag conservatives, you're racist. Okay? Most of the time, when you go off on someone like that, you don't even know them personally. Which in the I know what that's like, you know, we all do. So just be kind, be respectful. Um, I do want to make one announcement. Uh, this podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, so it will be there if you use that. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get it on any more. Um, I'll let you guys know that in the future. Next Wednesday, eight thirty, same time as usual, besides today. Um, I'm going to be starting with uh, the Catholic and the Lutheran Church. We're going to start getting into denominations. Um, You know, I said this episode was going to be up at 4 o'clock. It's probably going to be up 3.15 now. So, you guys get a little early. I'm sure you'll see it on Instagram and Facebook. So, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. It means a lot. Hope you guys have a great day, great weekend. Remember, vote wisely, pray often, read your Bible, do what's right. Hope you guys have a great day. I will see you later. God bless.